0: Is it too late for you to start a YouTube channel or a podcast?
1: Probably the first place you wanna be at as a content creator is rather than talk about what you wanna talk about, talk about what people want to hear. Mm. You gotta genuinely care about what people care about. Do
0: you have the ability to balance family and growing your own brand? How are you gonna land big
1: guests? How are you going to figure this out? I just replaced that word with the word rhythm. Mm. I have found a rhythm in life, oh. tap into this rhythm of grace that God offers. I felt like I heard the voice of God. I don't like throwing the God card. Mm. It wasn't like mm. this voice from heaven that was like, get prepare yourself. It was like an impression. Mm. You want the viewer to have some sort of resolve as soon as they click on the video. Resolve mm. is like, okay, I clicked on the right video.
0: Mm. I love that you're teaching me all of this. This is so good. And everybody, so can we restart the show? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Build Your Tribe, by the way. My name is Shaleen Johnson, and I'm speaking with my good friend, and I have been practicing saying his last name for the longest time. Because you know you have some friends, like you just say their first name because their last name's hard to pronounce. This is how you're gonna remember it. Tell the story. Today we're sitting down with Omar Corey Which Hello. rhymes with Tell My Story. Hey. And we're gonna talk all things: podcasts, video, lighting, family, balance, et cetera. Omar, thank you so much for being on Build Your Tribe.
1: What an honor. Thanks for being here. And we're in your studio. Okay, thanks for being here.
0: Yes, I <laughs> yeah, love it. No.
1: And thank you for being who you are and uh, the example you're setting for people like me, younger yeah. millennials. Yeah. I guess I'm an older millennial. And you're just killing it, man. Like, And we, we need the, the the example you guys mm. are to the world.
0: Mm. We- it feels like you're doing it right. You know, I look at a lot of people your age who they are watching the super uber successful, have a million subs, have a million Instagram followers, big launches, big things are happening, and they're really worrying me. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. concerned because I think to myself, you know, they're going to get to a certain point and they're going to wonder, like, should I have done things differently? Should I have had kids? Should I have... Slow down, and so it becomes really intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And I worry about your generation and younger generations that you're just inundated with comparisons all day long on social. How do you, as someone who's building a brand, building a business, and a brand new family, how how are you balancing this?
1: Yeah, you know that that word. I think it's because I replaced that word with the word rhythm. Mm. I have found a rhythm in life. Oh. And there's actually a scripture in the Bible, especially in the marriage a message paraphrase. It says, tap into this uh, rhythm of grace mm. that that God offers. Wow. And so I find that it's actually impossible to balance it all. Because if I spend eight hours a day at work, I can't give essentially that same intensity at home, mm. you know, if you could put it that way. But but when I understand it, you know, the ebbs and flows that like, I do need to be intense at home at times. Like we just, this is my first podcast with baby number two out for four days, which is crazy. You had
0: a baby at home, your second baby at home four days ago. Yes. So thank you for being here. Cause I, I know how intentional you are about work. I mean, you've shared with me some of the things that you've declined that were really big opportunities. Cause you're like, I have this priority. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you feel when you see someone in your same space who you you know they're saying yes to more things you are and you also probably feel that little twinge of like should i be further along should i be doing that
1: yeah for sure i think that thought never even though i probably do a be, a good job in my opinion at living life with the rhythm I, i've decided to live it at yeah yes the comparison still comes and you know i think the thing that comes through my mind Is it's just the speed thing? It's like I feel like I think the reason why our generation wants things is because we're being we're being served it very quickly. Yeah, and we can make a lot of money fast. Yeah, you know, faster than a lot of people. We're in the biggest wealth transfer we've ever experienced, and so when I see it, it's it's just like that FOMO, the fear of missing out. But I just always have to go back to who's my like ultimate trust in. Mm. Like, if if it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen, Mm. and. And there's, yeah, and, and it's, it's actually the, say, the nose that I'm giving out in this season. It's showing me that things will happen when they're supposed to. So, I mean, even though I still see the friends at my, like, buying Lambos and mansions and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. and I would like some Lambo or <laughs> two or whatever, it, it's okay. Whatever. I don't know. I, the, the fulfillment comes from happy, my, 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 my home life being dialed and we don't need super excess right? Mm. We, we even live at a point where the excess that we're even experiencing now because we live so below our means mm. is so that we can be generous. Uh. So, I mean, we give away a lot of money. I live way below our means and I'm just fulfilled. So, I mean, I, I know people can get very empty even though they have that stuff and they say yes to all those opportunities, but yeah, it can quickly run dry. And I'm, I'm trying to do this for the long haul, honestly, too.
0: With that in mind, how do you know when you're out of rhythm?
1: I think there is, I like the word grace. You, you can find yourself in a gray zone when things begin to flow. You feel like there's like a, there's like a wind at your back. Okay. It's like, wow, that worked up and this aligned yeah. and this. Yeah. Is, okay. And then when you're, I believe when you're out of rhythm, you're forcing things to happen. You're, you're kicking doors open instead of walking through the door that was open for you. you That's know, so profound. You're, you're manipulating relationships to happen. And I think the word is the opposite word in this context is forcing it. Mm. Like you feel like you're really forcing it right now. And maybe you're getting results because you're forcing it, but you are extra tired. You are, you are on the verge of burnout because you, like, I get fulfilled on this stuff. Mm. So like, I, you know, mm. I understand that I can there could be a lot of, I can do a lot of this good. And, and get kind of tired. But that's just a, like, again, the rhythm, I need to pull back a little bit, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, and I love that. And by the way, I think the reason why I also probably do this decently well is because I actually value people who are uh, further than me. So when I see somebody like, whether it's a mentor I invest in, uh-huh. or invest in myself through, sure. or follow somebody like, like a Erwin McManus, or we were talking about like Chris Doe, and yeah. these people like have kids, that are successful and are, are not mad at their parents and their home life isn't broken and they're mm. still married, mm. Like that's the goal. Mm. That like 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, I have that. So I guess I'm keeping my eye on them more than I am my peers mm. in that regard. And so that's, that's kind of so being helpful.
0: Talk to me about your journey to where you are today. So when I met you, you were working with Think Media, Sean Cannell, and you're really quiet at least in my presence. I was always like, hey, you know, maybe he doesn't like me, maybe he's shy, mm. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I was like asking like all these really uncomfortable questions trying to get to know you. At that time, first of all, what was your role with Think Media?
1: Yeah, so it kind of like my video journey started over 15 years ago in high school you know, you get the option to choose an elective yeah. and the elective I chose was broadcast journalism. Okay. So it was like, it was the, the people at school that make the morning announcements and you got to be, your face got to be on screen in second yeah. period and you got to make these fun, like commercials and PSAs yeah. and stuff. And I loved the process. So like of making a video you okay. know? and at that time you had to like transfer the tape for tape, like the minute, the second for second. Okay. But I fell in love with creating videos and then I had friends that rapped, So I bought cameras, And I started making music videos and like, and I just really enjoyed making videos.
0: Were you comfortable being on camera?
1: I I was behind the scenes. So
0: you were the guy making, like part of the
1: production? Yes. So you weren't the talent? I wasn't the talent. Okay. Uh, uh, Unless the the occasional time when I would do the news. Okay. And then, yeah, and then I found myself working at the same church that Sean was the director of marketing at. Okay. And I was kind of like his associate. And that was, again, just more production based, behind the scenes. And then it wasn't until I want to say it was around 2015. I felt like I, I felt a whisper and it was like, prepare yourself. Mm. You'll be in front one day. And I actually kept it to myself. I didn't tell anybody that. And I, I just was like, okay, I'm going to now the people that I film, I'm going to observe and, and tell myself what I would do better if I was on in front of the camera.
0: Can I ask you, you said you felt a whisper. Mm. Do you? frame that as an, I got a message from God. And when, cause I'm I'm curious, like what that is for you? Like, is that like you literally hear those words and you think it's from God or do you, are you saying to yourself, I'm thinking this thought and I know that God put this thought in my mind.
1: It's really good. Yeah. I, I would categorize that whisper by, by saying I've, I felt like I heard the voice of God. I'm never going to be so confident because I think I don't like throwing the God card, mm. but I felt an impression. It wasn't like this voice from heaven that was like, get prepare yourself. And it was audible. It was like an impression. Mm. And I believe if you, you know, in all honesty are in God's word and you understand His, you learn his character that you begin to know that voice. Yeah. And sometimes it could be you. Sometimes it could be him or sometimes it could be, could be the enemy and being able to determine that is a forever life journey for real but he'll never tell you something that would go against his word. He'll never tell you something that would not benefit other people. He'll never tell you something that's just selfish. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in so many ways, it sounds, sounded like a selfish unction. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I didn't tell anybody. And then I just began to do me, like I was just quiet behind the camera. And so when Sean, you know, I, I ended up going on my own journey doing like, the photo shoots and like weddings and small business promos. And then I got connected, reconnected with Sean, helping him with think media okay. in the early days. And that's when we met. Yep. And you know, I would say I was quiet because number one, I'm paid there to make sure everybody looks good. Yeah. And then number two, I think is just because I never wanted overstep. I mean, I never wanted to be, I'm not trying to
0: you're very at, humble.
1: Yeah, attention away from me, please. You know. Huh. So that's kind of why. But, but then
0: you start doing some things on camera.
1: Yeah, and then so like 2020, or and then I started dabbling on my own channel. Mm-hmm. Started creating, you know, tutorials and yeah. things I'm learning, and and it, it was crazy how much traction it got early on, and then shortly thereafter, Sean was like, "Hey, can we? Can you just start teaching on Think Media? Let's do a couple videos together, and then I'll just like release you." And okay. so that's been a really cool journey. I, like I'm now sitting at over 300 videos uploaded, I think, I think I've think i amassed over 50 million views on just the videos I've produced on that channel. Wow. And it's been really cool. Like it's it's a cool dynamic that we have and it's funny how it became, cause Sean was like, I need to take my, the podcast. I wanna be, you know, he wanted to do more like, you know, have a more sophisticated conversation online as mm-hmm. opposed to what cameras to buy and what lights to use and yeah. stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll step into that role. And it resonated with people. And so yeah, it's, it's just been really cool.
0: They say you're never supposed to hire a friend, you know, and you were working very closely with one of your best friends. How did you make that work? I mean, you're still great friends.
1: Yeah, I think it works because we both share the same values on many levels, on on a relational level, on a kingdom level. And I do think having kept it, because there has been times where I've I've transitioned into roles that didn't make sense. Mm. So it was always contractor relationship. And then it was when I became a W2, it was like, I don't know if I'm meant for, I don't know if I can do this, you know, I, I I think I am an entrepreneur. Like I, I'm a self-starter. don't necessarily need to, you know, be in all these meetings and stuff like that. So that, so that was like a season that we tested out where I oversaw a team for a season Mm. and it was, I know I was capable of doing it. It just was out of my grace zone. Like, how do you have that uncomfortable conversation? break that
0: like is this a thought you're you're saying to yourself like yeah i can do this but this is not what i want to be just not where i'm best able to serve yeah and i'm thinking about this how did you approach sean with how you're feeling and did you come to him with a solution how did you do that
1: yeah i think it was it was first me missing things i started missing things that ruby was having Uh. a lot of firsts and it was like yeah i don't know if this is you know like I missed her first cooking class. I missed this. And it literally got, I don't know, for some reason it got me. And I'm not even the type of guy that like needs to be at absolutely everything. Yeah. But these little, you know, events, I was like, man, I, for whatever reason, I feel like I need to be on these meetings. Okay. And of course, he's like, yo, like, you don't have to be on these meetings. Just let us know. But for some whatever, I can't, I yo. can't help what I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, it was like seasonally, you know, also realizing that. If I shine best just creating, and that would serve the company best, than me leading a team and doing one-on-ones and stuff like that, why don't I just stay stick in that lane? I think there would actually be more ROI for both of us and Smart. all those things. Like, and I mean, and Sean's kind of like, you're right, you know. Yeah. And so that was kind of just how it happened. Just planted the seed, a couple of meetings, and then we tried another. We tried to partner, you know, like two guys working together overseeing the channel, yeah. and we're we're realizing that you know, even in Sean's entrepreneurial journey that like a leader, a leader is different than a creative. And just cause you're gifted at something doesn't mean you can manage people. It doesn't, you know, all these things that we're learning as <sighs> even the, you know, think media now at 30 plus, I believe W2s. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. What role do you serve now with think media?
1: So currently I'm just, I'm a contracted creator. So I'm mm-hmm. just one of the personalities yep. on the channel, Love it. which I actually think is a future. There, there is a, the picture of what Think Media is as being a media company that has different faces, that ultimately market a education company or whatever company, is actually a, a formula that a lot of people can consider.
0: Absolutely, I am inspired by that. It's something we've talked about because here's the deal: I just think you can only repurpose so much mm-hmm. to you know to cover all the needs of social, and it does make. A lot more sense to scale when people associate a few faces a few experts with a brand right mm-hmm. and now you're off on your own right and so you know I, i've been a guest on your podcast we will link to it below the guests you're getting the i mean your show is popping off so fast
1: it's insane. I'm it, actually blown away.
0: I am, like, I'm so impressed. Thank you. Why? Why? You know, because there's somebody watching right now who's like, YouTube, like, start now. I- I'm way too late to this game. And clearly, you've got some kind Have you? have you, like, really looked at, like, why are these things, why is this sh- channel popping off?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, there's, I've been now doing YouTube for close to eight or nine years. Yeah. And I think, and then teaching it and then just being a genuine consumer of it, Uh I think, yes, naturally at this point, I understand how YouTube works. Mm. And it really works, and maybe you've heard this before, but it works with essentially two trains of thought. It's the average viewer duration and the click-through rate. These are the only two metrics that matter on YouTube. Average view duration. And then click-through rate. So if somebody sees your
0: thumbnail and the title, and did they click on it?
1: Yes. that That's so, first. That's click-through rate. Yep. So what influences a click? Mm-hmm. Like you said, the title and the thumbnail. Even more so, if you want to go a little bit deeper, videos are starting to autoplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first five seconds is now a part of your thumbnail, essentially.
0: Is what What is more important, the thumbnail or the autoplay?
1: They're equally important. Interesting. They, Interesting. they would say if you if you can help it, have your thumbnail match the first image of your video. Ooh. But that takes a lot of planning. You know, I don't want to like yeah. under overwhelm people with YouTube because in I mean, you can also just make a decision on how you want your thumbnails to look and just keep it consistent. Mm. So what I use to to generate curiosity on my videos is a, is a phrase. Using a phrase that would connect with a person. Mm, what was the phrase you used on mine? It was like Known for one thing, question mark. Oh. Because I know everybody's like, I want to do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the title was The Ultimate Guide to Building Your Personal Brand in 2024. Ah. So I, I connected like a something that people feel. Yeah. And you could do that by putting a question in your thumbnail. So what happens when you put a question in your thumbnail is it gets people working on your video. And when That's I, interesting. When I say that, it's like they start. I have to processing. think about an answer. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like you started the That's average a hack. view duration. Before they even click them on the video,
0: what's a click through rate? When you see it, you're like, "Oh, we got to change the title. We got to change something because this is a bad." What's a, what's a good click through
1: rate in your estimation? Mm-hmm. And when we're like, "Oh, we got to do something." They would say about like standard, like six to seven percent is decent, mm-hmm. which isn't bad, right? So if it's under you, you know, you, you do want to make some changes. The okay. thing is though, you don't want to hyper obsess over it if you're not even producing consistently. Okay, because Cause you only get that feedback by showing up. So like for the first 12 episodes, I never changed the thumbnail. I feel like I didn't have enough out there okay. to actually have good data. Okay. But then after people are starting to click now, every podcast that I drop, it's performing at a one or a one or two out of 10. So out of my 10 releases, okay. it's ranking itself. Wow, so, dang. So now I have, and this is why I tell people, you wanna post consistent on YouTube simply for the mere fact of feedback. Yes. Because the more feedback you have, the better you can improve the other stuff, the next videos you have.
0: We're sitting in your studio. You've got, I mean, like this is a beautiful studio. It's a set, you've got lights, you've got these great microphones. It's like how amazing these lights are. And the cameras, you got three cameras. I film on my iPhone connected to my laptop or sometimes to my water bottle. <laughs> and I use a, a microphone that I take on vacation with me everywhere. I've got one angle. Cause I just needed to, get, Sean was like, don't overthink it. Just, just get it up. Like right. just people will connect. And so for me, what you guys do intimidated me so much. I was like, I, I can't do that. Cause I, I, I can't create this kind of system and live the life that I want to live. I want to travel. I want to, I don't want to have to take a crew with me, you know, like, so I, I can't do YouTube. And so for that person who also feels like I can't afford it, the setup. And I don't have the room for it. All the reasons why they're saying, I can't do what Omar's doing. Do they have to do that? Do you think that's one of the, is the way, because your videos are so crispy and because of the the set and the lighting and the mics, do you think that's part of the reason why your show's doing well?
1: Uh, I think it's part of, Uh I don't think it's the very reason. Because I actually we do very minimal edits. Like I mm-hmm. don't even put subscribe buttons. I don't put my my, really? I don't put my social media handles. It's literally How come? a raw conversation. How come? Cause I'm trying to prove a point. Okay. That less is more. Mm. You know? And so you feel like you see, I mean obviously yes, there's a hundred lights here out of your requests. <laughs> <wasn't me>. yeah. <laughs> usually we have i I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't
0: want to see anything but lashes and nostrils <laughs> yeah. blow me out.
1: <laughs> um but i i do we do keep it lean if you went yeah. to, you went to Ryan Paneda yeah, yeah, yeah. and his is probably 50x the the cost and he actually put me in a group text after our podcast and he texted me with his team uh-huh. he said hey guys why is Omar's podcast look better than ours <laughs> ah. so it, it's the user yeah. you know when it comes to the gear yeah. now something you can't take away is just the skill of communication mm. charisma you know expertise Delivery, authenticity, authenticity. like these are all things that have nothing to do with the quality of camera you're using, which you have all these things. Mm, Thanks. I do feel like first impression, somebody's getting into this stuff. They do like, it's about setting it up and uh, taking one time to essentially set up a good setup that when you show up, if you call yourself a professional, Uh that it would help and it would align with your brand that you actually are in focus. And that oh. your audio does sound good. I'm yeah. Not saying it has to be a camera. Yeah, but yeah, a decent light or a window at least.
0: Do you still do that for people? Like, I know for a while, like people were paying you to fly all over and like set up their
1: studio. Yeah, I'm still doing it occasionally. I'm actually mm-hmm. Lewis House is the next one. Oh wow! Yeah, he hit me what? up. I, know. I mean,
0: he's been on YouTube in a studio filming forever. I know. He's
1: like, yo, he just hit me up. Love your stuff, man. And he noticed the quality. But he was like, I want to hook up my basement downstairs Dude. so that I can just like on yeah. a switch, you know? And so what I do is I take into consideration, okay, what do you want the workflow to look like? Do you have somebody to help you? No, I, I don't, or maybe I have one. Okay, do you want to switch in real time? No, I don't. Okay, I'll show you how to use AI to switch it. You know, like there's a lot of things that I'm taking into consideration based on how a person wants to function.
0: I don't want to forget to ask this because I know someone right now is like, okay, well, h- how do I get that? So. Like, shameless plug, if somebody wants to consult with you on that,
1: how do they- Yeah, I mean, it's it's not cheap, I would say. Well, and, good. Yeah, it shouldn't just, be. You you're, can just you're DM me. Yeah. So do what? <laughs> just DM me. Hey, Omar, I heard you okay. on Shaleen's podcast. <laughs> it's called Dialed in a Day. Dialed
0: in a Day.
1: Yeah. We do a couple of Zoom calls. I see your space. I give you the list. You let me know when it lands. Then my team will go set up, and then I come do finishing touches. Wow. And it's for a busy person who values their time, who doesn't need to learn all this stuff. And I would argue you don't need to learn all this stuff.
0: Obviously, you listen to Build Your Tribe because you're trying to figure out additional ways, additional streams of income to build and grow your business and to build and grow your social media. And if you haven't figured it out already, one of the best ways to make money on all social media platforms is with brand deals. I'm not talking about like the old school style of influencer where it's like a person getting ready with their makeup and they're just... Absolutely. Perfect. No, I'm talking about people who are super authentic and real, and they're just like the person next door. And that's what makes them very believable. Brands want to work with people who have trust with their audience. They don't care how many followers you have. But they're not going to come looking for you. That's a misconception. You have to go to them and you have to do it in a way that shows them, yeah, I might not have any previous brand experience, but I understand this. I understand what's going on. And you send them the right kind of pitch. There's actually eight different steps involved, in my opinion, that are almost guaranteed to get you the kind of deals you're looking for. And I'd be happy to share that with you. All you have to do is go to chalene.com forward slash get a deal and when you go there shaleen.com forward slash get a deal you'll enter your email address and i will send you back a complete report like the eight steps you need to do to secure your first of hopefully many brand deals again shaleen.com forward slash get a deal that's
1: yeah, huge it is cool. that's huge
0: because that was the obstacle for me
1: yeah you know i mean we just didn't get on a zoom right. if we got on a zoom but if your stuff's killing so it's, mm, it's thanks
0: good. but you know i i, I I have to balance that. Like, for me, I look at, gosh, doing an in-person podcast, like, that's that's the jam, right? Mm. Like, this is... I feel so much more connected to you, and there's other people. I've done more podcasts with them, but I've never met them in person. Mm. But I have to balance that between, like, also, I want to travel right now, you know? So it's finding that balance. But I am so impressed with the guests that you've got, the way your show is popping off. So, you know, hopefully people check out your videos, subscribe. And I... I think so much of the reason why your show is so interesting is because the real conversations. How much prep do you put into where you want the conversation to go?
1: That's a really good question. So I definitely want my podcast conversations to have a north star because I know I have an individual that is usually that we could go a million different ways. Yeah. And the north star is honestly predicated on what I feel like I'm more most curious about learning from that individual. Mm. And so, like, I interviewed my pastor last week, you know, and he he could talk about communication. He's been preaching for 20 years. He's grown his, you know, the church has grown over 2,500 people in this most unreached church city in the world, Las Vegas. And leadership. We could talk about creativity He's a musician. Mm. But, like, I wanted to talk about leadership from him. Mm. So, I think having a North Star okay. with you, it was, it was personal branding.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we,
1: we could have went online business, we could have went family, we could have went fitness, we could have went health. Yeah, yeah. So having that North Star. That's helpful. And the way I structure my conversations is actually very intentional too. Tell me. So because the packaging matters, especially on YouTube, right? The title and the thumbnail. Yeah. You want the viewer to have some sort of resolve as soon as they click on the video. Resolve Mm. is like, okay, I clicked on the right video. Mm. And that happens by not just jumping into a random conversation Mm. that the the, the title doesn't align with. Right. Mm. So in our case, it was like the ultimate guide to building your personal brand in mm-hmm. 2024. Yeah. The first question that gets asked is define what is a personal brand? Yeah. Yeah. So the person that clicked on this is literally getting the answer right from the get go and it's bringing resolve. So this is why they're going to stay. And this is going to increase the average viewer duration. I don't bring in the story Mm. until middle of the conversation. So I actually learned this from my friend, David Chance, who has a really successful podcast, social proof podcast. He's like, Omar, yeah. you want to give the listener the credibility? Because I would argue, although my, my guests are awesome, they're also unknown in so many aspects, sure. right?
0: everybody's, because everybody is known, so you right. can't know
1: everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's actually how I contextualize their genius as to why the podcasts do so well. And you do that by the formula of interviewing that he's taught me is you let the person shine with the credibility by saying their accolades up front. Mm-hmm. That's why I always like to call like, is okay, multiple eight figure entrepreneur? Can yeah, I say yeah, that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. any, you know, any other things you want me to say? Yeah, Because that's giving credibility. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start with like why you're a hero. Mm. And that's by you defining the thing you're a genius in.
0: I love that you're teaching me all of this. This is so good. And everybody, like, so can we restart the show? (laughs) Because that's just, that's really brilliant. But you kind of did it.
1: I mean, because you're asking me, like, hey, so when did you get in a video? That didn't happen until we talked about, like, life. But based on how we started this conversation, it kind of probably should be along the lines of, like, how to balance your life as a content creator or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah, except that the other thing I wanted to get to, and, and I think you did mention it pretty early, but nonetheless, what I just took away from this for someone who's like just they're letting us play in the background and not really paying attention. Pay attention right now. Yeah. Because here's the one thing I will not forget about this interview. My first question needs to align with that feeling for the viewer. Mm-hmm. Your first question is probably the most important. And I listen to so many podcasts where they say, "So, tell me about yourself." And you're like, <sighs> "No, like how right? did you get into this?" And you're like, just t- no. T- tell tell me what the title says. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and so that's really powerful, and I appreciate that from you. And
1: w- here's what's cool. So it's like you start off with them as a hero, mm-hmm. but then it's like, how did you get there? Yeah. And that's gonna humanize them, and it's gonna bring a really a bit of a relatability. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we get there, it is the application. Okay. Mm. How does the the listener do this now? Mm. Okay. So like so that's kind of like the three part that I'm trying to get to through a conversation as far as my prep goes it's really just thoughts you know I have I have thoughts that I want you know you to ponder on mm. you know or, or you know talk about you mm-hmm. know and so yeah but I would say the secret sauce to my podcast I've said this before is it's my curiosity yeah just leaning into like and it's real the, yeah the genuine things I'm, I'm in in my own personal journey as I'm you know building a business and being an entrepreneur and a coach and consultant and all the things, I, I really want to know. It's kind of like free coaching too, you know? Yeah. So, so when, when you're answering my personal question, it's people are recontextualizing that answer for their situation. Yeah. So lean into your curiosities throughout a conversation. Don't feel like it has to be so structured. I actually, you know, it's funny because I'm so like ninja about, uh, you know, this, Yeah. when I get interviewed on like even a uh, virtual interviews and stuff yeah. and it, I remember I had a, a dude in my community, he was like, yo, can we do an interview? I'm like, yeah, all day, bro. You know, And he starts off the conversation like, so you live in Las Vegas? I'm like, yeah. He's like, tell us, what is it like living in Las Vegas? I'm like, bro, nobody cares, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, But I'm like, yeah, it's awesome, all these teams coming out, we got the A's and the yeah. A's are, you know, the Aces are, you know, and then it's like, bro, like, like what do people want to hear? And yeah. I think I think that is probably the first place you wanna be at as a content creator is rather than talk about what you want to talk about, talk about what people want to hear. Mm. And I know that takes listening. Like you got to genuinely care about, you know, what people care about. You know, I I actually, it's actually a form of marketing Jesus implemented. Mm. So when Jesus calls, you know, Peter, he's fishing. And he tells Peter, like, you know, drop, drop your stuff. I don't want you to be a fisher for fish. I want to be, I want you to be a fisher for men. Mm -hmm. So he used like, what Peter's language to get him to do the thing that he wanted him to do? Mm-hmm. Why? Because mm-hmm. Jesus cared.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, an, an average marketer, or content creator is just writing a memoir about themselves. It's like, bro, nobody cares about you. People mm-hmm. care about themselves. Mm-hmm. So true. And so, so I, I I hyper obsess over the audience's experience.
0: Faith is really important to you, and you integrate it into your business and your work and your videos and your message. I see a lot of entrepreneurs go one of two ways. Like they're uncomfortable doing it. They fear that they're going to alienate some part of their audience. And frankly, I've seen people who I think are, its it, they feel like it's a trend and they're kind of jumping on that bandwagon. How do you look at the importance of faith in your business? And how intentional are you? Like just now, the, the story that you shared, like, do you think to yourself like, just speak on it tell me what 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 is your intention what is your thoughts
1: yeah if i can be so intentional with youtube strategy mm-hmm. and all these things i would actually say i'm less intentional with that stuff okay it's an overflow ah it's you know there's a scripture in matthew 633 it says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you and that it says seek first that word first is really it means core so like when 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 god's the core of your life all these things just fall into place. It mm. just, it's mm. just the it's the order in which it happens. Mm. And part of it is it's just who I am. I wake up in the morning, I read a proverb, I read a little bit of the New Testament, and you know, take my daughter to school. And we we pray before we go into school. We're highly involved at our church. I'm actually a pastor at our church. Mm-hmm. And so it's I it's unapologetically me. Yep. So like I'm not trying to be intentional about seeding it, yeah. I guess you could yeah. say. Okay. Like the scriptures that are just coming in my brain is yeah. just coming in my brain. The way you think, yeah, it's your language. However, I would say, for the the poor messages and examples and I would say weird stuff going on at, online, I would hope that you know people who are strong about their faith or serious about their faith they would they would show it more because mm. you know anyone mm. we, we, anyone we can get into a con- you know a debate on like you know. God's disc or God's that, but I would just argue that like everything he offers is better than what the world offers and everything he offers is better than, you know, what, you know, whatever astrology, I don't know what other people believe in. Like they leave, mm. they, they actually believe in more stuff that requires more faith in all honesty. <laughs> um, but all that to say, I think when I, when I look at our the kids and like Gen Z and who they're calling influencers, yeah. I'm like, shoot, these people don't have you know, what they're, what they're teaching and talking about is not good. So like, dude, if I, if they come my direction, they're going to get solid, you know, values and an example of what it should be like to, I think, be a young person who is passionate about the things of God in their life.
0: The younger generations that you just referenced, you know, like, you know, um, the 20 somethings, right. And there, there's a lot of, information out there to suggest that they are turning away from faith and we see so much more depression, anxiety. And I think because in large part we're worshiping vanity metrics, we're worshiping people, Mm -hmm. we're worshiping status. And it it just makes me wonder like what's next and and how much social media has to do with this.
1: Yeah, no, it's crazy. There's actually a, a huge famous hashtag and it's witch talk it's literally like you know people doing weird like prophecies and like just and and you can get caught up in that algorithm Mm. and it can go nuts and I would just you know what actually what we have found is that the younger generation it's not like they are actually more open in their spiritual journey Mm. than any other generation Mm. It's just yes, the accessibility to different information, and so whatever is tickling their ear at the moment is where they're going to lead to. Mm. The unfortunate thing is that many times it's li- it's built on lies and not truth, and so the goal is that people like you know people like me or people that do believe in something you know solid and truth that they would speak truth, mm. you know, like and and weave that in. I'm like I'm not I'm not forcing scripture on people yeah. down people's yeah. throat, yeah, but it's cool when like the dads DM me and say, Hey Omar, you know, I'm a dad and you're really encouraging me to want to start reading the Bible or, you know, take my family to church. Like these are conversations people aren't seeing in the comments. They're seeing it's happening in the DM. Yeah. And so I am on mission in some aspect. Yeah. And so my unintentionality, I guess the overflow of my life has led to, I would say life change. And if, if that's not the purpose of influence, like influence is this ability to get people to to do something, you know, that they want to do, or maybe don't want to do, but using influence in and of itself is a it's a responsibility, mm. and I, I I personally don't take it lightly.
0: That's the secret to your rhythm, mm. and I think that's. I mean, I don't want to cast judgment, but I think people who are missing that rhythm, they're miss. You know what I mean? That those mm-hmm. people who like they're they're just getting fulfillment and finding their. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's like they, they, something's missing. Yeah. And so they're trying to fill that with work and fill that with status and fill that with money and fill that with chasing and fill that with hustle. And I think you don't have to fill that mm. when your core is filled with right. belief There's a, and your rhythm.
1: Yeah. Scripture reminds me in Ecclesiastes, it's in the Old Testament. It says that God's put eternity in our hearts. It doesn't matter if you know God or you don't know God. That's why we're on a search. That's why we feel like there must be more to life. And it isn't until you find your maker that you feel that void to be filled. And so the journey of faith is hopefully to find your your maker mm. in all honesty. Wow. And yeah, I mean, so I found that it is strategic to help people with what they need help with. And then when they're ready or open is great time for a conversation.
0: Wow. Speaking of great conversations, make sure that you check out below where you can go and check out the department. You gotta see these interviews, they're fantastic. You're gonna learn a lot. You'll see a lot of things we talked about today put into practice, take a look at the thumbnails, take a look at what he's starting the videos off with because the channel's popping off and it's not too late. And it's a great opportunity for you to be authentically who you are. And thank you for sharing with people what it looks like Mm -hmm. to, to overflow with your faith in such a way that's so authentic. Omar, you're awesome. Thanks for being on Build Your Tribe.
1: Honored. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
0: And don't forget to subscribe. It's free. Duh, why wouldn't you? Bye, guys.